Hello and welcome to the Amateur Skeptics Podcast number 202. Joining this evening, Mac. Good evening, everybody. No song lyrics this time. Mad Cat is here. Hello, hello. Guess what? Ian showed up. Yeah, nothing better to do. <laughs> and of course, the dumbass himself. Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but I'm an alien from the, from the planet Zebular, and the voices in my head say that I need to cut out your gallbladder and sacrifice it to the god of chaos. Well, maybe I'll call you later? <laughs> I'd like that. <laughs> How is everybody doing? Good. Doing all right. You saw Solo again? today. You did? What's Solo did about? Did you go with anybody? Um, Sam. Sam. So, no, I did not see Solo Solo. You saw where I was going. Yep, I did. <laughs> I uh, saw actually, Deadpool, Actually, there too. was an absolutely fantastic, fantastic commercial pre-movie. It, 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 it was so dumb, but it was... It was like perfectly dumb. Basically, you've got these two guys in a car chase, and one of them jumps over into the other guy's hood and smashes his smashes his hood in with his fist and, and tells him to turn to, the music up. Yep, you've seen that one. Yeah. And the cop pulls up and she's trying to stop him. She's like, "Hey, is that Miley?" <laughs> All right. I saw Deadpool too. I saw Deadpool two as well on Friday. I liked it. It was cool. It was fun. And good old I, Colossus. I now know how to wipe my ass. Mm. Thanks, Rednecks. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> if you also know the... how to, let's say, end Juggernaut. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <clears throat> and there was a really awesome, ridiculous car crash scene in that too. Yes, there was. Only one. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, not just one, right? I was Thank I was thinking of the one you. with that. The one with Domino was yeah, pretty no. fantastic. I, oh, I think was great. I think that the way they, they illustrated Domino's powers was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, that was really awesome. Now, my I understanding is that she's blue in the comics. Is that true? Domino is? Um, Not she's, blue, white. She's like ivory colored with a black patch over one eye. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with the fact that they changed it for the movie, though. In fact, I actually thought it worked out. I like out. the way they did it for the movie. But she was with uh, with Deadpool from the start in the comics anyway. Yeah, they were introduced to the same issue. Well, they weren't teammates, though. They were introduced in the same issue, but the, um, she actually beat the crap out of Deadpool. Uh, yeah. He was a very unimpressive character the first few times you see him. I I never understood yeah. exactly how he suddenly sprang to such fame. Uh, I don't know, but you can understand I... when Reynolds plays him. Well, the the, the movie versions I well, the movie so versions are great. Yeah. I mean, what except done with except for the uh, well, we won't talk about Wolverine Origins, but really, that was a great Deadpool. Uh huh. Don't worry, he fixes that. He fixed it. He fixed it. It's all yes, good he now. Did. He yeah, he did fixed fix it. it. <clears throat> Only time will tell. All right. Well, we've got a few things uh, that we need to. Apparently, Ian has another story beyond the scar. Yes. Yeah. This and, one's and... another story in the um, divided states of America, but this time I actually follow a whole new character. Oh, good. Um, and um, I focus it in the Confederacy, which was interesting because writing it, I'm looking at I, the, the character actually is a black. Um, young black kid to start with okay. uh he grows up within the story it was kind of weird for me because i'm sitting here like if i wanted to be accurate i need i sort of you i would um wanted to use the n-word except for i didn't feel right to actually use it but for accuracy it's like even 100 years in the future the south is going to probably still have that as a very common thing sure so it was a really weird thing to write it that way knowing that if i wanted to feel accurate i wanted to use it but it just wasn't something i was willing to do so it was an interesting one to write because of the racial stuff I was putting in there. So this is the story that you'll be accused of racial appropriation for. 
Yep. Possibly. <laughs> Woohoo! And, and um, I've actually finished up the um sequel to this one. There will actually be a second one of this guy's story. Okay. Um, which actually links up to a previous story. I uh, uh, the story before this I wrote is actually linked up to him, but he's not the character. He's not the main character in that one. So, so uh, okay, it's all interconnected. All right. But it, I'm I'm doing a lot of writing right now, and I'm really feeling like I'm doing some of my best stuff. So please check it out. See what you think yourself. Put some reviews up there, people. If you've read my stuff, that's actually a big thing, especially for um, small writers like me who are kind of still in the um, more indie press level instead of getting into any of the big markets. Reviews do make a difference. They really do. So not just me, but if there's any writers you guys know that are really starting out that are really not hitting it big, you know, you go to their Amazon page and they have maybe, if they're lucky, two reviews on one of their stories, and you know their stuff, you've read it, leave a review. It is a huge deal, especially with some, you know a lot of these um, Amazon and other sites. I think you have to hit a certain amount of reviews before you really can be noticed on anything. So um, it's one thing I definitely promote if you want to help writers out. Um, go read their stuff. If you like it, go and um, give them reviews every chance you get. It makes a difference. And if you Shut buy this apps. on Amazon, buy it with an Itachi wand because I'd really like to see the connection between this book and a sex toy. That's just, that. <laughs> just because. And of course, the subtext here is support Ian. Right, right. And the Itachi wand. Support Ian and buy sex toy. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, and then myths and legend con. So this, so this is this is myth and legend con six and WesterCon seventy one. What's yeah. what's the okay. deal here? So um, I've been, I've been from the myth and legends I think since it started here because um they're only in their sixth year. It's a great little convention. I've been enjoying it. Um, this year normally they hold it in August, but this year they went and got um elected you actually have to go through a process of getting people to vote for you to host WesterCon 71 WesterCon is a traveling convention that has to be i, I don't know the exact um area but it has to be west of a certain point in the united states and i think it can also be held in canada as well but what was happening was the world cons were generally on the east coast and um elsewhere but they never came would never come that far west and so at that point in time i said well we'll just start our own and try and make it into something significant. So WesternCon is a traveling mention, and it will basically, it's merged with Myth, Myth and Legends this year, and it always has to be held the weekend closest to July 4th. Okay. And te- technically, I, I put the dates of July 5th through 8th, because that's where the convention date, but they will have stuff going on connected to the convention on July 4th, so technically the convention starts on July 4th, but they, they're not going to have panels or the dealer's room or anything like that going on. They'll just have events that Western uh, that Myth and Legends is hosting as part of West. So while technically it's a five-day convention, only four of those days are in the tra- traditional convention setting. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So and it'll be um, at the Denver Tech Center here in um, Colorado. Um, it, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it'll be a fun convention. But then again, I enjoy all my conventions. So and I should have a table. I haven't been confirmed, but I. Um, Hopefully we'll have a table and be following some of my stuff there. Okay. So. Cool. And then... You know, actually, I would think that uh, hmm. being confirmed is not really one of your highest goals. Um, In this case, um, I'd like to be confirmed. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll rig it up with a church for you. <laughs> so, uh, and I just wanted to acknowledge them. So we lost an astronaut today. Uh, no, yesterday. Sorry. Uh, Alan Bean um, died at the age of 86. Yesterday he died in uh, at Methodist Hospital in Houston here. And uh, so he was, he was, he is 
uh, recognized as the only artist to ever land on the moon. And so he, um, when he left NASA in what, 1981 or no, is that when it was? It said, I thought it said that he was also on the International Space Station as well. Um, the, oh, no, the first space station, so not the international one, so the first American space station. So he, he was on the American, so he's on a space station, and he landed on the moon. And uh, he when he retired from NASA in 1981, he, uh, he pursued uh, a career as a painter, and he's, um, he's renowned for his paintings as well as being an astronaut. So, and so we yeah, lost him yesterday. That's definitely awesome. Yeah, he, he's a pretty— He got to follow two huge dreams. Yeah, and exactly. And successful at them. Yeah. I mean, that is so awesome. Yeah, so he, you know, a lot of his paintings are of moonscapes and stuff like that, yeah. and astronauts. It definitely sounds like he lived a full life, which is yeah. another one of those things. Like to die at eighty six and say I did all this, like wow, that is definitely impressive. So I imagine that that's we'll making continue, your bucket list. Yeah, we'll we'll continue <laughs> to have flags at half mass half mass around here. <laughs> I don't know, probably the nation will, but in my mind right now, I'm picturing him going, and we're just going to put some happy little rocks. Uh, fun fact, did you, did you guys know that uh, Neil Armstrong's name spelled backward is North, Mr. Alien? Yep. Yep. <laughs> wow. Very cool. All right. Well, if we've got nothing That's else. That's probably why he was the first. All right. Could be. Okay. What time? What is it time for? It is time for Ian and Dumbass's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Amateur Skeptics present Ian's Masturbation Moment, brought to you by the Dumbass Media Empire. The Dumbass Media Empire, bringing you content that touches people while they touch themselves. I found a pop-up sex toy factory in my backyard. I think we covered the um, Kickstarter for this back a little ways ago. I'm not sure. It, it seems familiar. There was a Kickstarter related to this. Okay. And Kickstarter, like, I think we may have covered that. But they, um, the Kickstarter was successful. And basically, so now um, there is a um, Build-A-Vibe workshop that is traveling across the country. Regretfully, here in Colorado, I, um, it was last week up in Boulder. Um, I couldn't find the date where it is presently. But I, like I said, I, I was able to look up and find that we had it here just over a week ago in um, Bol- the Boulder area. That is cool. But basically, it is a converted um, yeah, what are those things called? Airstream, and it, it sets up at places, opens up. You come in, you get to make your own vibrator. They'll walk you through it and everything. Um, obviously, very um, pro sexuality um, idea. So, so, it's, so it's destroying the youth of America, is what you're telling me. Of course. Isn't that what um, we're supposed to be part of? You get a free strap on when you go. <laughs> <laughs> a free harness. <laughs> a good harness yeah, will cost you as much as, as much as the vibrator. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've heard. It, it, I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But you, you read the stuff, and part of the idea also is they sit there and they explain to you, you know, the, the differences in them, so that you're not just going in just, well, what does this do? Or, oh, it looks nice. Like, no, th- what are you trying for? You know, this is... You know, it's very much hands-on. You're taking kind of a personal um, step into making sure what is made fits with what you want for pleasure-wise, instead of just going to the store and buying whatever's on the shelf. Right. The woman so, who uh, who wrote this review, uh, she uh, she was very happy with uh, her the product uh, she had come out. Uh, unlike her, the other um, uh, vibrator, the um, 
Hitachi wand. Oh, the, the Hitachi magic wand doesn't require it, her new vibrator doesn't require a cord. So she she says that um, uh, she can get more uh, than three finally, feet away from says, the wall. Yeah, she says finally I wouldn't have to masturbate within three feet of the nearest outlet and feel like my clit was being jackhammered like a piece of pavement on a construction site. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So Feminine. wait, so women don't like that? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Apparently, she found the Hitachi Magic Wand to be way too strong for her. I think that yeah. I think many women do. It it sounds like it's a pretty. Uh, it, it is definitely uh, a very brute force tool, right? It and and there isn't a lot of nuance to it. It's not like my understanding is you can't turn it down. I just always uh, bring it up because it's probably the most famous vibrator, other than maybe the rabbit from Sex in the City. Yeah, no, yeah, I guess it's supposed to be stronger than other vibrators yeah. if some women like that. But that's not necessarily a good thing, right? Because right. you can desensitize yourself with well, a vibrator Tai like that, Ching, the co-founder, apparently um, she wears a vibrator around her neck as part of jewelry. And the article talks about that, you know, same kind of thing. This is what she likes and she doesn't have to hide her toys. She leaves it right out in the open and, you know, kind of shows it off and she needs to get some. It's right there available for her. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> See, I, I'm disappointed that, that it doesn't actually look like a vibrator. I, I I want women to wear like this big dong just around their neck. <laughs> Even if it's cumbersome? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I think I'll start doing that as a fashion. <laughs> All right. I'm sure it'll catch on. Yeah. Um, Go for it. See what happens. Go for it. Do it. Dare you. I want we mine to look like a gun fully. so that I can so I can wear it open carry. Well, put it in the holster. They won't question it. All right. Oh, it has a gun holster. It must be a pistol. We're good. Now it's time to talk about safety. Because when you're on the internet and you're browsing porn, it can be tracked. It can be watched. People know what you're doing. And yet you can protect yourself with the help of VPN Hub from Pornhub. What do you think, guys? Hubba hubba. Pornhub has introduced its own VPN service. Uh, and so I was looking, I was looking through this and, uh, you know, um, it looks like it's potentially actually a good VPN. It's hard to say right now. Um, you guys, uh, when I say VPN, do you guys understand what I'm saying? Virtual private network. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So basically this is a way for, uh, what, what happens with the VPN is that, um, from whatever device you're using it from to the exit point, all that, all that traffic is encrypted in between there. So your ISP can't see into the tunnel. So so if you were behind a firewall that prevented you from getting to pornography sites, this would be one way around that. Not necessarily the best option, but there are other reasons to use a VPN too for privacy and stuff like that. It's certainly not a panacea because the, the question, of course, is what's happening at the exit point? Are they are they tracking and monitoring your data and logging that? So this is where you would enter a joke about deep packet inspection, right? <laughs> only you. <laughs> only me. Okay, only only me. Okay. Only you. I, I'll explain. De- I can explain deep packet inspection later if you want. Huh? We'll, we'll we'll you know light some candles and. Um, but no, but what they 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 claim that they're not logging, and so this is important with the VPN provider because if they're logging the data on the exit node, then it's not very private. And if, and if the authorities came and asked for that data, they would have it and have to turn it over. So my understanding is that they're not, um, that they're not giving that data out. Um, so, but it, it is, it does seem like it's a, what, what they're giving out for their free version 
isn't too bad. Um, I, I have a review up here from a site that I um, actually did some testing on, and they review VPNs. There is some question about um, security and some stuff like that. It looks like they are using uh, AES-128 or 256 encryption, with a, um, and it looks like they're using uh, Diffie-Hellman key exchange. So it looks like they're doing a lot of things correct is what it comes down to. Uh, but it, it, they're so new, and we don't know that much. It's, it's hard to know exactly what's going on. But the speeds on it, on the free version, seem to be pretty good. Um, the people who tested this tested it from the UK, and their exit node was in uh, California. And so the speeds now, are good. Uh, Diffie-Hellman Key Exchange, that, is, uh, that was actually invented by a couple of swingers, Mrs. Diffie and uh, Mr. John Hellman. Mm. It was invented by John Hellman and Diffie and and what uh, John Hellman? It, it's Diffie and Hellman. Yeah, but it was yeah. exchanged. It was invented for swingers to exchange keys. Uh, no, it was not. Yeah, no. D- Diffie Hellman key exchange. <laughs> no. It, it it involves a bowl. No. Everybody drops. No. Their, everybody drops their key in. Anyway, it's unlimited throughput, which means that they, so um, the the bandwidth on the free version is limited, but we don't know to. Uh, what is limited to um, they, they don't say but what's not limited is the data throughput so you could use it and and definitely use the free version so you could put, tunnel all your traffic through it and you wouldn't use up your time um, it used to be that these free v, free free VPN providers would limit the, uh, the the data throughput rates and how much data you could actually use so it was limited to like five megs something or five gigs something. But now they're now they seem to be unlimited, even on the and they just and they just throttle the speeds. So because the I use Pro XP, which I think I don't know. There there's reasons that they may not be so good, and there's reasons that I like them. But um, I I do pay for the premium version. Um, the premium version uh, uh, of the VPN hub is twelve ninety nine. Pro XPN is six twenty five a month. So they're so they so basically they've got a pretty expensive premium service. And with not a lot of features, their feature set for that for that price is not very good. There are a lot of if you, uh, much cheaper VPNs. The other thing that we don't know about this VPN is can you watch Netflix? Through? There are there are a lot of VPNs that will allow you to watch Netflix through it that are much cheaper than this VPN. But we but we don't know if that's the service that they're allowing through it or not. So anyway, it's interesting that a that a that probably the largest pornography site on the web is offering a VPN product that looks to be uh, fairly good, even at the free level. Um, it's definitely seems usable and browsable, and and watching porn at the speeds that that they got from the UK would be watchable without buffering. So it's interesting. At least, at least it was to me. Maybe it was only interesting. Well, you know, any new any new technology is going to find its use either in finding a way for us to kill one another or pleasure ourselves. So pleasure ourselves is better. <laughs> but okay, but the nice thing about this is that you know we're seeing more types of we're seeing ISPs get more aggressive, and particularly because net neutrality, we're wondering what's going to happen to that in the states. These kind of products are are you know we're, we're going to want more and more because if they're throttling our traffic for certain things, well then we, then we throw a VPN up around. Um, the question is, are they going to throttle VPN traffic? Which I think they would run into some problems because so many um, so many people are using VPNs for you know, for business uses, like I can't connect to, you know, my work without a VPN. So we need the, so we need these VPNs. So I don't know what's going to happen with net neutrality in the States, if they're going to be allowed to do more throttling or look at more traffic more. You know, the other thing that they could potentially do 
is inject ads into our traffic and stuff like that, you know, that they would like to do. There's a lot of stuff that these companies say, oh, we would never do that. And so go ahead and don't worry about neutrality. And as soon as they take it away, they, they, you know, we are, can already see that they want to throw this stuff at us. So I, I, I like these products. And in particular, so uh, I looked at the company. So they, they, they went to another company to provide the back end for this. Um, or they created another company. I'm unclear about that. So the, so the front end says that it's VPN Hub. But if you go read their privacy policy, which I did, um, it goes to aptatomic.net. And so it looks like these are the people actually providing the backend VPN service. And it's being rebranded on the front end as VPN Hub. So if you want to, so, you know, it'd be interesting to know more about the company that's actually providing. But, it, but they do say, even in the privacy policy, that they're, that they're not logging. But they do say if authorities come to them and ask them for information, that they will also comply. So, so, so it's it's interesting to know what they're doing. And so, the free version, of the course, is ad supported. So, using this product, you will get ads. To use the premium well, version, Pornhub's ad supported. So, sure. But here's the thing: that the, so the free version is also only good on your mobile devices. So, like if you want to use it on your computer, um, Pro XPN is still free, right? Uh, you can go set up a free Pro XPN account, account, but you can't use it free on your computer through VPN Hub. You would have to get their premium version, and I think that their premium version is just too damn expensive for what's being provided. Twelve ninety nine a month—that's that's that's a lot. That's really high. Um, you can get it, I guess, for which brings it down significantly. Um, but I for Pro XPN, I think I pay six, and I and I use this a lot more when I was traveling and I was in hotels and stuff like that. That's when I, you know, I use it most. So it's interesting. Um, it, it's kind of neat that that they're getting into the game. I guess it's not really that surprising because they want people to be able to get to their content, right? Yeah. So you're probably going to be, you know, probably many people are paying for Pornhead, Pornhub content, and now even if they're in a behind a firewall, they can still get to it. But of course, you know, it probably doesn't work in China because it's probably blocked. Yeah, it's interesting. And it looks like it's actually a pretty decent service on your mobile devices. If you want to use a, a free VPN from your computer, you know, you're going to have to find something else. So sorry, dumbass. <laughs> I'll just have to, maybe I'll take your thing with Pro VPN, you said? Pro XPN. XPN. Yeah. And interestingly enough, so the, they review uh, the Pro Hub is using OpenVPN on the on the client side from the Windows machines. But we don't know what so but we don't actually know what protocols for VPN they're using. There's still some questions on what they're doing. But the but they are utilizing some pieces of pro uh, of OpenVPN. And I like OpenVPN, but it's also it's always got to be configured properly. So as to what they're doing, you know, will make a big difference on whether or not it's being used securely. But anybody can set up OpenVPN. I think it's cool. Alrighty. All right. Fox News op-ed, atheists are bullies who are forcing their beliefs on others. I love it. Yeah, well, okay. So it's not too surprising to come from Fox News. And apparently um, Anthony DiStefano, um, I guess he's written some books about um, how horrible atheists are and everything else like that. We are the most arrogant, ignorant, and dangerous people on earth, according to him. Reading through the article, there's this one quote of his that I just love because I'll, I'll, I'll read it to you and then we'll talk about it. Atheists believe that the vast majority of human beings from all periods of time and all places on the earth have been wrong about the thing most important to them. They basically dismissed the vast majority as being either moronic or profoundly naive. What they don't seem to know and or won't admit 
is that the greatest contributions civilization have been made not by atheists, but by believers. Well, I'll admit that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, the last part... Um, there have been I, a huge bunch of, of, of uh, contributions made by people who are strong believers, but right. that but doesn't mean that that's part. the way that it always has to be. It's well, the first part of that quote that really says a lot, because I think he might actually believe Christianity has been like around for forever and that everyone must believe it, because even now... Well, the, the Earth's um, only 6,000 years old, Ian. But even now, how many, how much of the population on the Earth at present is Christian? We have Hindus, are, Buddhists... Are you, talking about, are you talking about the important ones? Well, okay, but here's the thing, is that I think what he's getting at is if you look at actual numbers, there are more Muslims than Christians. But and he believes that the Muslims are wrong. Right, but there are, but there are the more Nuranic of them. Since Lee. there are more of them, they must be right. Yeah, but you know they haven't they haven't really contributed anything important except math. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. It, 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 unless you're reading that and, and playing every math. single belief, because I, I will not deny that you know I, I atheists fall into that. We don't believe in God, which says yes, we do believe they were wrong. But so, Chris, that, that, uh, unless you honestly believe that through all of human history, Christianity has been the dominant religion, this quote alone is about as stupid as it gets because it's trying to say, somehow single us out as being the one to um, be all anti. But the, who, I forget who it was, but there's a famous quote of the, the atheist asking the Christian, okay, well, do you believe in Zeus? Do you believe in Odin? Do you believe right. in Buddha? Do you believe in all this? And he's like, no, no, no. Well, then I say you're an atheist, except for you believe in one more God than I do. Right. Well, that's, and, yeah, that's um, so that's, that's the bullying they're talking about, Ian. In, in really ancient times, the, in really ancient times, uh, the distinction wasn't quite as clear because uh, pretty the monotheism wasn't much of a thing. Pretty much everybody believed in all the gods. Right. That's so true. The difference between an atheist and uh, a believer was they believed in all of them. Well, and the other thing they do is I like to say Judeo Christian, like the Christians and Jews weren't killing them each other for for you know for years. They they they, they spent hundred years hundreds of years killing each other. Yeah, they go back and forth on whether or not yeah. they get along. That's historic. But I, I just found that quote to be such a my God, is this guy an idiot? Well, let's not. Does I mean, he not realize we, history at all? I, what he said there basically says I'm going to ignore the real facts because I'm going to make the atheist into the um. Sure. Boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. The boogeyman. Oh yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's and and to try and say we're the ones who are like that's like well you are probably more like that because I'm I'm aware of that. Well, but hold I'm on, hold on. He's he's building a straw man. He 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 he's building an atheist straw man right here. Yeah. Right. He 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 can he can't back this up. He can well he can he can find you know some atheist no, no, the, who says the, the, that the, all the believers are stupid, right? There's no doubt. We don't believe in that. We do believe the people are wrong. Well, but but, but is, I believe wrong, well. but not stupid and ignorant, right? That's no. not the reason that we believe that 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 they believe no. these things, right? right? I mean that that we're not no the, the, atheists the don't part think they're stupid. Is definitely wrong. And the last yeah. part we know is undeniably wrong. So, we we we've studied history. We know, yeah. Um, um, believers of all sorts of faiths, not just Christianity, have contributed greatly to civilization well, and have done some incredible discoveries scientifically. Well, There's but here's no the thing is that, that you had to be a Christian to do science at one point, didn't right. you? I mean, it, it, they, in certain communities, yeah, in certain yeah. communities um, you right? weren't going to get the backing if you weren't. So so it's hard to know for, for sure, right? That, I mean, even you look at Darwin, Dar uh, they, they were very careful with Darwin. 
you know, th- that's where, you know, agnostic became a thing because they, he did, they didn't want to call him an atheist um, because there could, would have been backlash from his family. I mean, so, but the next part of this is interesting. And, and speaking of pioneers of science, who do you think coined the term science in the first place? And yeah, yeah, it, it was Christians who, who, who started doing the science. But as soon as the science evolved past, you know, what, what they believed to be true and started to contradict them, then they, then they didn't like it. Right, so yeah. so there, there, there's a limit to to that. And yeah, okay, they the they coined the words physicist, all that. That that's fine. I get it. We there is a lot of history there, and and yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of Christians did a lot of a lot of good things and a lot of good research. I don't I don't know that that necessarily came out of the church so much as the you know that they were they were Christians, right? But do you know of any atheist who denies that? Who pretends I, I don't otherwise? Know. Not that I'm aware of, right? Yeah, but, that's the thing that that. But then, of course, he goes on a lot of the, the general unproven stuff. Apparently, atheists are – we have ushered in the new age of abortion, suicide, homicides, and other forms of violence never before seen. Well, you like, talk about um, this the next what? section. Um, this is, are atheists dangerous? You bet they are. The truth is, atheist position is incapable of supporting any coherent system of morality other than r- law uh, – what? Ruleless social Darwinism. Yeah. And that's that's just patently false, right? Yeah. And, and here's the thing: that it, Christians like to profess that their that their morals come from the Bible, until you start pointing out all the things in the Bible that they disagree with, right? Right. And that, okay, there's this thing I saw online, so that, this doesn't come from myself, but uh, it goes like this: it's um, uh, slavery, rape, lobsters, genocide. The Bible <laughs> has a problem with one of these. Can you guess which one? Lobster. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's that's funny. Yeah, and there's the truth to yeah. that. But so to think that this is a, a book about that that you can go through for all your morals, no, right? And apparently, we also are not going to Red Lobster. <laughs> the, the weird thing is, I don't think atheists. I, I don't see it, but you can. Well, I, I guess some Christians might say it's because I am one. I don't okay, see this but, going on trying to force our faith on everyone else. No, but, no, no. They, all we want to be is left alone to not believe. Here's the thing, <laughs> though, like, is that the, the new belief, and we're good. The new atheists are combative, right? Because yes. here's the thing: is that they're combative in the same way that that religious people that come to your door are, right? The only difference is that they're not going to go to your door. They're going to wait till you come to their door, and then right. they're going to be belligerent, right? Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and the, well, there's a certain level of if someone comes in your face and tells you you are a horrible, immoral person, all because of your beliefs, you're going to get a bit to the point where it's like, hey, listen, buddy. Right. But here's you the know. thing: is that you, you're, you now with the invention of the internet, yes, atheists are going out and. I guess you could you could say that they're proselytizing, right? Because they're they're building blogs and they're on YouTube and they have podcasts, right? You know, and this everybody is the everybody makes arguments for their side of things. You know, some Absolutely. people are more vocal and more uh, in, in assertive about it. But you know, like I, I think calling people bullies for being really assertive is uh, yeah. a little bit of a stretch. I mean, I suppose some of them can can like every like any group. There can be some like more bullying type behavior, more like. Uh, sneering and you know just disdain for the other side there's pro- probably some of that but well uh, here's the thing is that they would they consider bullying when they say we want to put the baby jesus in front of the Capitol, and and the atheists go no it doesn't belong there right now we're bullying them because yeah, we're not letting say, them okay, do what they want to do deal. you can do yeah. that if we can put up an atheist um monument they right love that to too oh my god you know. how horrible stop bullying us for equal space yeah exactly Wait, so what? yeah but here's the thing so, is that we have to continue to combat these things in a rational, calm manner. Right. Right. And here's the thing is 
I mean, I, I was just listening to uh, the David Smalley's podcast, and he had a guy on there who um, is he thinks that there are that there are a lot more atheists, and he's a Christian, by the way, and he's doing work for the Templeton Foundation, and he is of the opinion that there are a lot more atheists um, leaving religion than than are um, being reported by like the Pew poll and stuff like that. Right. And they talked about how the people ask the questions and stuff like that. And sometimes you get trapped. It's like you 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 have your choice of Christian, Jewish, whatever, and none. And so people select none. Jedi. And and none can mean atheist or just I don't I don't I might believe in God or don't go. And so you know so the wording of that makes it makes a difference right. too. And so there 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 is a feeling amongst them that they're losing ground. And th- that's probably to an extent true, right? But the difference is we're not trying I, – I don't think anybody's trying to silence them so much as that no. if they're going to say stuff, we're going to counter it. Right. That's a, that, that to me is the main thing I've seen. That's When I've been the most vocal as an atheist, generally because I've seen um, these weird attacks, I was like, wait a minute. Why are you telling me I'm immoral just because I don't agree with your belief system? Give me some facts. That they don't do. They don't prove any fact. They say, "Well, you don't believe in the Bible, so clearly you must be immoral." And it's like if that's all you have, you don't have a good argument. Oh no, no, no! Because I am so much holier than you. It's like it, it gets crazy. It, well, and they're claiming all you know um, that the that violence is rising because of atheists. But the problem is, is that it's still Christians doing the violence, right? Yeah, Statistically, atheists are underrepresented. What's that? Uh, actually, I have it on. Uh, I have it on good authority that. That uh, Christians who bomb abortion clinics, do terrorist acts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, are not actually Christians. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> you and your Scotsman can go blow me. <laughs> well, hey, so I... not, not my argument. Not not my argument. And actually, to I'm be fair, if, if a true or not true Scotsman wants to blow me, <clears throat> let me know. <laughs> so the next link I have, I, I, I've called. Well, wait, the video. hold on, hold on, hold on. D- d- oh, don't, no, don't go, go don't go. Okay. The very last thing. So yes, the modern atheist is arrogant, ignorant, and dangerous. Too many books written in response to these pseudo-intellectual um, hate mongers have been um, altogether too nice. So they're be- you're being too they're being too nice to atheists. Too many Christian authors have tried to be kind. Yeah, whatever. And it goes on like that. Listen, lots of atheists are trying to have conversations with with people who believe and, and, right. and come to middle ground um, and, and keep the conversation going. But, you know, the, and for the most part, they are civil. I don't know where this guy is going, but you look yeah. at, you know, like um, Matt Dillahanty. He has the atheist debates. Every single, every single one that he does is, is civil, right? They have a disagreement and, you know, and they, and they talk about these things. Listen, he's civil to Psy, you know, the, um, and he's the, one of these, um, Christian apologist, he's a presuppositionalist, and they fucking drive me batty. But yet, you know, he he, he has conversations with these people that that he disagrees with, and and no, get and they and they can get heated, but they're but they're never you know angry. Yeah, but uh, so the, the next thing I put up here is I had seen it. It's like this fits as a response to his claim of bullying. Basically, uh, um, Trump supporters going to a mosque and it, it, it's the video itself is pretty there's some messed up stuff in it. mostly because there are these two women with their kids and what is coming out of the kids mouths what they're teaching their kids what they're promoting is i'm not even sure how to describe it watch out but, the muslims are coming to rape you yes that, that that's that's what they're teaching their kids a kid right said now. that in this fucking video yeah. 
Well, um, apparently Muslims will rape chickens and goats, and I, they, they kept talking about everything that the Muslims will rape. It was it was a continuing thing between the kids and the um, these two adult women about mu- joking about Muslims raping everything in sight. It's like what the hell. You but know, it starts off that they're it, driving to a mosque and they're talking about how there's a store opened near the mosque that sells um, Muslim clothing and how this is a, a sign of Sharia law. Yeah, I, it's it's crazy. That, that's a sign of uh, that's a sign. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a sign of commerce. Yeah. Yeah, the fact that and the fact that they can have their own mosque. Oh my God, they they built this beautiful mosque, and it's right next to a church. Oh my God, how could that church allow that mosque to um be opened? This is horrible, horrible. These are are fucking people who have not taken the time to talk to a Muslim. Listen, one of my favorite people at work is a Sunni Muslim, right? No, Sunni. Yeah, Sunni Muslim, and and. I love you going might have just made him an enemy. Oh my god! Exactly. Well, it's so, just crazy. Don't they, ask they, what religion was your father? Uh, Sikh, I believe. Sikh. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is. But so these women take their kids into the mosque, which it was closed at the time. And so, um, if it, the, the, some of the stuffs come out of this, they have been arrested because they're potentially um trespassing. They're um talking about vandalism in the video. They're talking about taking the Muslim um pamphlets and stuff and rubbing them in poo and putting them back they're, they're talking about all this stuff yeah it's like, crazy just just so ignorant it's that's not only destruction of property that is doing something that could make people sick as well yeah, but here's I, the thing is I, like I mean, this is, but here's the thing is this is because they're not engaging with these yeah. people the, instead of because the moment that they do and they find out that they're humans that they can talk to this stuff becomes difficult to do and that's right. my point about, about talking about you know I'm working with Muslims I work with I, I work with quite a few different and I think some of them are Shia and some and I work with these people every day I go to lunch with these people right they're they're people I I talk to them about their religion right I ask questions I try to you know I mean I, I don't always get it all and I certainly don't understand why they believe what they believe but i'm asking and i want to know right, right? these people they they aren't they i bet you that they haven't had a, a conversation with a single one of these people yeah. go to lunch and with it, them it, it really is a sad sick video that is and like i said one of the most disturbing things is they have their kids right there with them dragging their kids making their kids help them in committing these crimes and laughing about it and you know turning it all into a joke it's like yeah you have to hate these people just because they're different than us they're, they're openly openly promoting it. It, it it's so what the hell is wrong with the world kind well of christianity is a family hatred religion it is and, but, and, well, I mean, but here's the thing but not all not all sects of christianity are like this right. these are no. people are extremists yeah but you know the thing of it is these people who are extremists would say that anybody who doesn't what doesn't do what they do and doesn't believe what they believe are not true Christians. Right. Well, here's but the thing: is that we want to talk about the people that are actually living the morality and moral system of the Bible. I can point to only one Christian sect that I think that does it the most, and that's the Westboro Baptist. <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to say the Amish, but uh, uh, okay. But, I, I, I guess I would not disagree that the Amish. Uh, I mean, ah, no, even they're not I, really practicing I, the Bible. I found out something interesting today about the Amish today, which was uh, in a discussion with Sam. Apparently, it's not that they reject all technology, but they vote on what technology to bring in based on how it benefits or or detracts. Well, but community. remember that that they're like any other Christian sect that 
from population to population will interpret those rules differently. So you will find some yeah. that won't include technology and others that will accept some, right? Yeah, so no, they're I like just, anybody else. I just else. had a vision in my head of some Amish, you know, taking a vote one day and the next day everybody's going around on segways. Exactly. <laughs> and, and some of them have cell phones, right? I mean, so it's not. Uh, I think cell phones are universally are universally uh, <laughs> universally not, but they do no. have phones. They, no, they uh, have some of uh, they. There are some of them have cell phones. Okay. Um, I what was interesting though, she said she was talking about why they reject cars, is because cars separate you from your neighbors because they go too fast. They have windows you can roll up that block your neighbors out. Right. Better they, to be run over by block. a horse and buggy. Yep. So anyway, the reason I put this one here is to me it's a great response to um, Mr. De Stefano's claiming that atheists are bullies. I have a word for him. He wouldn't say that these um, good Christian women were bullies. Yet everything we saw in this is like the diehard definition of bullying people, even if the people themselves aren't there. I know? think for the diehard definition of bullying, you have to be a German terrorist and make somebody hop on broken glass. Mm. So, you know, I, I thought it was a great counterpoint to the Fox article. It's, okay. Uh, so here I, I have um, I have an article that says – 10 modern luxuries the Amish actually use. So bikes, scooters, rollerblades, washing machine refrigerators, uh, planes, trains, automobiles, uh, telephones and telephones and cell phones. Uh, let's see, modified food crops and pesticides, solar power, uh, modern medicine, magazines and advertising, computers and internet. So it just depends on which Amish you're talking to. Some will reject different ones of these, but no, cell phones are not universally excluded. Okay. Uh, I do have to take, I do have to uh, take issue with one of the things you were talking about as being modern. Uh, uh, which one? Magazines. Magazines. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. And anyway, go back a long why, would way. They mean, why would they need magazines if they don't have guns? Oh, not that kind of magazine. Oh. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, I'll throw that oh, in the show notes. Man. Anyway, yes, Ian. Point made. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry, I got you off track. That was a pointed one. No, but uh, but my point is it, that that, that, the, that I think that it's easiest to say these things about these kind about people when they're completely foreign to, when you haven't had a conversation right. with them, right? Yeah, and, uh, it's a, it's like, but it's a kind of a natural thing, I guess, for humans to form in groups and out groups. I was reading a book uh, going into that recently, and um, it. It's kind of, it's interesting to me because I feel like I've never really had much of an in-group, out-group mentality. So, like, I'm kind of maybe the oddball out in that one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I like to say, I, in fact, I have spent more time recently talking to Muslims about what they believe than Christians. Because I've talked to Christians. I mean, I, I, I have a pretty good idea. I mean, if, if yeah. I wouldn't not talk to somebody, but I seek out Muslims. And, and because of well, where I work, I can do that. I have to make a point for— uh dumbass there for a moment though but your parents are a mixed race uh mixed yes. race family i, I am i'm the child of a really... of, of a mixed uh, race mixed culture so exactly. I, I have actually considered that 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 might be one thing because i don't feel particularly attached to either culture so i kind of feel in between maybe that's one reason for it right and i've always felt it doesn't matter what race a person is people are people well, and we know that uh, that dumbass was a cute little boy who <laughs> would pee on trees. <laughs> you know, I don't think that people should be 
hating other people for their their creed or their religion or anything else when there's so many valid reasons to hate others. <laughs> that is true. Oh. I'm not racist. I hate everyone else equally. What was the so line like, from... So, uh, so, so like people who put pineapple on pizza, right? It's okay to hate those? No! You no, bastard. No, 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 no. I'm dating uh, actually, one of those. I like pineapple on pizza. According to Gordon Ramsay... I will fight you! According to Gordon Ramsay, fucking pineapple does not belong on pizza. And he is well, either. you shouldn't be fucking pineapple on pizza in the first place. That would probably hurt. Well, make sure you wear that your white pants. True. Yes, make sure you wear your white pants. Um, you know, what was the, uh, what was the line from... Uh, from Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman's Good Omens, they were talking about a character who who hated all Southerners and and by extraction apparently lived at the North Pole. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Just let's move on everyone. to what the fuck are they thinking? And Ian, I think that we're only going to do one of these if that's okay. And I want you to talk about the police dogs because both Mad Cat and I responded. To is that okay? Okay. Illinois police. Just claim if marijuana is legalized, they have they'll have to kill all their police dogs. Yes. What the fuck? You want to talk about one lame ass excuse to try and keep pot from being legalized? Oh no, no, no! <clears throat> it, that is well, it's it's not a truly you can't, solid. You can't kill dogs in American culture. But to, to say that's the only solution. Okay, so basically, the wait, idea wait, wait. Here so is we send them to because, Korea. The, the idea here is because they've trained all their police dogs to sniff out pot, that the only way to deal with the dogs if pot became legal would be to kill them because otherwise they can't do anything. Yeah, and to try to retrain them would be abuse. Abuse, right. Like it wasn't, a, like like the initial training wasn't abuse. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I, basically, this is one of those things where, well, we don't want legalized. How can we get people's emotions built up for it? This and is then, you know and you can't kill dogs. So yeah, that, so, that's the whole thing. That, that's what they're trying to. Do. It's like if this is your whole reasoning, you guys suck. So basically, okay, but they're claiming, dogs, and if they all die of natural agents, then we can legalize pot. Here's the thing, though. No, this is this is bullshit because some of the other things that they that they say in here are outright bullshit. That that these dogs have been um been, been trained not to be social. <clears throat> they're a social animal. You cannot take this yeah. take the social out of these animals, right? And and here's the things that, that that they're designed to socialize with their with their handlers, right? And and that maybe not socialize outside of the handlers, but they do socialize with the handlers. They have to. They they have masters. They are dogs. They're they're there. They want they they want to make their their handler happy, right? So I think that that's that bullshit. They are they are trained to be not social with regular people. However, the thing is, too, is that they're saying that they can't be trained. They can't be detrained or retrained, and which is a bunch of bullshit. bullshit. That's that you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. Exactly. That is the same. Yes, right. these dogs are trained, probably trained to attack people on command well, and such. Even that, the, 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 not, they were, the talking... dogs aren't trained to attack. They're trained to find it and point it out. They're, they're not supposed That's to actually jump. Yes. Well, so I don't know. I don't know what all training. Regular so police the, dogs the drug, are trained yeah, to Yeah, here's the thing. Is uh, if these dogs were that aggressive, they couldn't a, take them into public in the first place. Right. Exactly. A point, a point about pleasing their handlers. A lot of, a lot of, uh, there's been a lot of reports of police dogs giving false yep. positives on. Lots. 
on yeah, yeah. on pot because of wanting to please their. It's handlers. not just pot. Yeah. So um, so I think yeah, this article is a propaganda piece designed to pe- say people, oh no, we can't legalize marijuana because they would have to kill all those dogs, and I think that that is total bullshit. I do not buy a, I do not buy a lick of this article. I and well, the um, article stuff is, is anti. That it's it's saying how ridiculous it is. So oh yeah, that, yeah, it, you're right. The article, the, the article, that you're right. The That's Illinois true. Police are using this is from the yeah. This is from the three free thought project. You're right. They 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 they're also talking about how ridiculous it is. But the people they're quoting are 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 wrong, and they're and all these police officers that, that they're reporting. So Mad Cat's article that she put in here is um, Washington sniffer dog retrained to ignore pot. And this mm-hmm. is from the Guardian. But no, no, no. We just heard from the Illinois police that you can't do that. Yeah, apparently. Well, this is through that uh, through that first one. There's a there's a link through the Illinois police one that went to this Washington sniffer dogs one. Right. Oh, you oh you followed it. Okay. So so yeah. but this one is talking about how in Washington state because it's legalized that they did take a dog and retrained him to ignore pot. Mm-hmm. It yeah. it can be done. It can you be just, done. And and it, and the yeah. idea that that it's abuse is ridiculous. It's just training, right? Well, how is that abuse? And unless the initial training was what? abuse in the first place, exactly. Well, or if the their idea of retraining an animal is abusing them. Well, how how is that uh, possible? To abuse them. Yeah, but isn't teaching them to ignore pot just a gateway, ignoring <laughs> to other to having them ignore other drugs? okay so the article i put in here is is addressing max point that that there is that there does seem to be some issues with these drug dogs and here's the thing is it's not that the drug that these dogs cannot they these dogs are very much capable of sniffing out drugs they can do that i think that 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 piece of this is very much science that that these dogs are capable of doing it the problem is that one of the things that we have bred into dogs is the is that they want to please their masters, right? Dogs want right. to please their masters, and we reward them when they please their masters. And so this is one of the problems that that they're finding is that there is a dog um, that they they specifically look out here. Uh, is it Lex? And Lex's success rate for finding drugs is fifty nine percent, and but yet he he will alert. He alert his handlers to drugs ninety three percent of the times. So this so this dog basically will always well when they take this dog out, he's pretty much always going to say, "Oh, there's drugs here," and and he's immediately rewarded when he when he gives the signal that there are drugs. And so this is the problem. So he's getting rewarded whether whether he was correct or not. So they're reinforcing the bad behavior with this dog. And one of the problems is that common. Yeah, apparently it is. Yeah, it, it um, Well, yeah, what they do when the dog points something out is when they get a treat. Right, instead of whether or not, not they were correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so it seems like the the best way to fix it is just give the dog a treat when it's right. Well, this is up to the handlers though to do that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So so it's not the dog that, that, that shouldn't that be like the common the uh like in the manual? I don't disagree with you. Right, but but there and there's another dog that they're saying had a 43% success rate. There's another one that has 62. So there's a lot of false politics going on. And the problem is that with the way that the law is written, as soon as the dog says that there are drugs here, that is that is considered probable cause. So it's like so that so the dog is a walking warrant to to go through your stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And and because these dogs are giving so many false positives, they're you know they're immediately doing it. And the only people that are complaining about these these you know the, these searches are people, of course, that were probably really carrying drugs. If they do this to you, <coughs> there's not going to be anything filed against you, even though you know. So so they wasted forty five minutes of your time. So um, even though that was it was improper search and seizure, right? Be, because they because this dog was a it was a false positive. The other thing that that um, that they say these dogs are capable of doing is that they can train them to um, only react at a um, if there's a certain quantity. So they could be trained that if there's only a little bit of marijuana to not do anything, but if there's a lot of it to respond. But the but the police departments don't want that. They would they would rather have the dog just just react to any any suspicion that the drug might be there. So right. so part of this is the police departments are at fault because they're asking that they're basically asking for this probable cause. I, I think I think the moral of the story here is that if these dogs are getting rewarded when they find when they whether they find actual actual can't contraband or not, if you get pulled over by a cop with a fat search dog, wait for another cop. <laughs> <laughs> But, but and so here's in but the other thing that this article says is that um or one of these articles that basically when these dogs are retired they're supposed to go to home and live with their so there mm-hmm. so there and is poten- there is actually a place for these dogs to go they they go back home with their and, well yeah but uh, the the ones in that article that they're talking about they hate dogs they wouldn't take those dogs home right but see but that's they want to kill them apparently they're just looking for an opportunity yeah they're looking well, for an excuse. That's what I was wondering about it too, because the animal is supposed to, the dogs are supposed to live. This with isn't about the dogs. Officers. None of this is actually about the dogs. Yeah. The, the, the no, whole it's not the about whole the thing about legalizing marijuana is 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 the dogs are red herring here. That they're they're saying that they don't want they don't want marijuana legalized. It, it, the, the the dogs are red herring. Uh, quickly, my victory for common sense. So we we've talked about um, Idaho a lot. And we talked about their um, their coroner that was basically um, it looked like she was protecting the um, the uh, the the faith healing churches up there. And uh, it said that she got better, but they recently had an election and she's out. And there's a new coroner who says that she will she will work much more closely with law enforcement. So I I think that this is hopefully a good thing, um, but. You know, they because they still have their their laws protecting faith healer faith healing parents who kill their children. Um, there's she's limited as to what she can do. But one of the problems was that the other coroner would wait sometimes eight hours before notifying the police, and so she was so she was not. Um, she, there's a duty to you know to report these things um, as quickly as possible, and she was ignoring that duty. Um, and the police department said that she had gotten better. Um, they're hoping that you know the new coroner will be um, basically better about reporting this stuff and quicker. And she, and she says that, that that she will. So I thought so this is, so I thought this was a win. It's it, it has it may have limited effect on um, and protection for these kids, um, but at least there might be more investigations of child abuse. You know when when is when it's necessary. I thought this was a good thing. I hope she's not bullied into submission though. Well. Uh, the police chief, um, he came out and basically said that he's not happy with the followers of Christ Church. So the bullying will not come from the sheriff's department. So I don't no, know where it will come from. No, if the bullying comes from anywhere, it's going to be coming from atheists. Right, exactly. Atheists will be bullying her to protect mm-hmm. 
Christians killing their kids because they didn't get the medicine. Right. Yes. Yep. If I follow your logic there correctly. You do. You follow my logic perfectly. <laughs> What's lurking below there NASA's cham- Chamber A? Chamber A. Yeah. Well, it's just sections. Wait, wait. Is it Cthulhu? <laughs> Not today. Uh, that was actually the frogmen that we were looking at oh, and right. Darlotep. <laughs> I just read a book called The uh, Room 14 that was about uh, that had Cthulhu. It was pretty fun. Ah, so you read some. Uh, some of his stuff. No, I didn't know this. About, um, this was not Lovecraft. It, it was someone doing basis like Lovecraft. I think I know the book you're talking about. It, was, it had a cult. It had it had a Lovecraft cult in it. But none of that is relevant to to NASA's chamber chamber A. No, the chamber A is catching contaminants. Contaminants? Why do they want to catch contaminants? So that they can keep it out of the uh, keep it out of the telescope. Right. So this so they're testing the James Webb telescope. So before it goes up, they 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 need to subject it to the um to the extreme temperatures and and you know, vacuum of space um to see if anything's going to break before they send it up. So chamber A, that's that's so that's what chamber A is designed to do. But to do that, they have to be very cautious about contaminants and stuff like that. And so they they've developed um a bunch of different methods for doing that. And so this article talks about some of those methods. And so they're putting up these screening things to see how much hydrocarbons and stuff like that are in there and catch those things and see if they're with the, you know, if they're in probably within a working, you know, percentage because they probably can't eliminate them entirely. So it says silicone and hydrocarbon based compounds that they're, that they're trying to look. So yeah, so chamber A sounds like it's pretty cool. And getting into chamber A, what a pain in the ass. Because you have to go to get down to the plenum, and you're going into these places where there's only one way to get through there, and they have to wear these special oxygen detectors to make sure there's enough oxygen in there. So, and mm-hmm. and of course it's all helium filled, so they're walking around all the heat and stuff like that that, that they use to make it cold. So pretty pretty cool um, what they did here. So this is at NASA.gov. Yeah, it it's very um, people would look at it and think of it as um, sci-fi-ish in a sense with how much they have to do, but it's real. Yeah, yeah, and very thorough. They have to be, otherwise they could damage. Right, well, if they damage the craft or if they put it up, I mean, that's, yeah, that's an expensive, because it's already over budget by billions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I had another space thing. Um, so the Dragon capsule from SpaceX, um, they sent it to NASA recently, and uh, so it's here. Um, and being tested, uh, so they're so they're so they've got it in a special room, and so the, and so they're testing it for, they test it for noise vibration. They t- they put it through all the paces of basically a launch to see if anything's going to break. So noise, I, I guess temperature changes, um, EMI, the whole works, right? So oh no, I mean, he's not at NASA. I mean, this one's in Ohio, Plenum NASA's Plenum Brook Station in Ohio. So this one is not here, but the other, but Chamber A is here in Houston. Yeah. So the dragon capsule is going to, and this is the capsule that's going to that is going to take people to space. And then the other cool thing that I had. So this, uh, so this photographer, um, he he takes pictures of all the launches. And so mm-hmm. uh, recent uh, Falcon Nine from SpaceX that they were that they were launching, he put a camera a quarter of a mile away, and uh, it it got pretty well melted and seen. Um Oops. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what happened was that it wasn't the Falcon Nine. Well, it was. But it wasn't like it was exhaust from the Falcon 9 that directly hit it. It started a brush fire, which melted the camera. But the camera was so robust, they were still able to save the memory cartridge. So the uh, the video here basically shows the launch, and, it, and, and you can kind of see the camera as it starts to melt. 
as the fire gets close to it. It happens very quickly. So. Neat. Yeah, so lots of cool space stuff going on. And SpaceX mm-hmm. is just, they're just knocking it out of the park. And so, and I, but I think that there's some other companies that will hopefully start giving them, a, you know, some competition. And so we'll start to see more and more space stuff. It's exciting. That would be nice. Because yeah, it would be. At this point of time, it's just not, uh, just not as competitive. Yeah, it which isn't. Makes makes it so that no one really cares. No, I don't. Well, but but Elon Musk cares, and I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. If there's more competition, maybe the um, maybe the general public might care more. You know, if, the, if we had mm-hmm. a kind of a space race there, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but. Elon Musk cares, and he's building the stuff, and he's he's ahead of everybody else doing it. And so I think that he probably, I mean, I, I would have to guess that you know he'll he will put you know people into space, you know maybe you know the space station before anybody else. So that's cool. All right, anything else? Nope. We covered everything today. Wow. Well, then I, I guess say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night. Yeah. The can? Oh, yes, I suppose. It is another one in the can. If you've made it this far, that's an hour of your time. You're never getting back. But the amateur skeptics appreciate you giving that hour to us. If you'd like to tell us how you felt about spending that hour with us, let us know at WTF at AmateurSkeptics.com. The Amateur Skeptics Podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Share Alike No Derivatives 3.5 license. Intro music by Peter Cannell. Find more Peter's music at soundcloud.com forward slash P-K-A-N-O-L. Exit music by OFM. Find more of their music at myspace.com forward slash OFMHQ. Artwork for the Amateur Skeptics by Sean Smith Board. Copyright Shadow Knight Digital Portraiture.